For the final time, this is the final word, India, England, Daily. Adam Collins with you. Jeff Lemon with me, who's going to tell us all about the Indian victory in the space of 30 seconds. India made it 13 home wins in a row and qualified for the World Test Championship when they won today. It started with Washington Sundar and Akshar Patel with the bat for the eighth wicket, ninth wicket. They took their partnership to 106. They added 71 on the third day. It all ended quickly. Washington Sundar was stranded on 96, not out, uh, but they were 160 in front and they bowled England out for 135. Akshar and Ashwin, five wickets apiece and they won by an innings. That'll do, Jeff. Nicely played for the final time in the series. You've got it underneath the 30-second wire, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't really know where to start. Maybe the best place to take it is to the Ashwin Axa Axis. They finish with 59 wickets in the series at 12.83. 59 wickets. And, and, and Axa didn't play the first Test match. It's quite an extraordinary return. 5 for 48 and 5 for 47, uh, respectively. They went... They went blow for blow, and England never looked likely to make it to a fourth day once they got on top of them just after the lunch break. Yeah, those two together throughout the last three test matches. I think Akshar was about fourth for the most wickets in a debut test series. Um, ridiculous mm. returns that he put through. And I suppose we can look at the way they work together, right arm and left arm orthodox spinners, obviously you know, turning it the other way from one another. Um, that What stood out to me with Akshar Patel's bowling was that there wasn't much in the way of tricks or variations it was all about uh, because he was tall he got bounce and but the main thing the main yep. weapon he had was just super consistent he very very rarely bowled a short ball he very rarely got cut um, by any batsman he didn't bowl full tosses he bowled at super accurate length and then he just put more work on the ball sometimes than others so sometimes it turned pretty big sometimes it, it was quicker and skipped on um, and when it did turn big it tended to bounce a lot as well because he, he put more revs on the ball and his height made it bounce and so that just made him awkward and uncomfortable didn't matter what pitch he was bowling on um, and it didn't matter what day of the series it was England were never comfortable facing him yeah so Aksha I suppose it's uh, it's something to be said for the least sexy craft in cricket I mean bowling finger spin <laughs> by definition is a relatively boring thing to do but it, it reinforces that if you do it so well if you land in the same spot a bit of natural variation mm. he was quite outstanding four or five wicket hauls uh, through the course of the series 32 wickets all up for Ashwin who was player of the series I mean with the bat at Chennai of course in that second innings even getting into the series you think about the second innings in the first test match sure though going to lose and it looked that way a long way out after England batted big the first time around but Ashwin five wickets there gets himself in we talked about how important that might be and ever since then he's been all over England he spoke after play around how much homework he'd been doing on each player and it paid off every time yeah, um, exactly that. Um, homework gate, not a problem for Ashwin. But um, also the fact that eight player of the series gongs is by far the most by an Indian player. Tendulkar got five. Ashwin's got eight. You know, right. it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of times to be the most valuable player in a Test series. Um, it does partly reflect their home dominance over the last ten years or so, um, in that he's had a lot of opportunities to be player of the series, but that he's consistently put himself up there. And being that dual threat with bat and ball um, really helps to to get those sort of awards. So he was hugely important, um, and I think Rohit Sharma as well. That can't be underestimated, given how many questions there were. Even when Rohit came back in Sydney. 
um, having been in quarantine and all the rest of it and came back to open the batting. There were still a lot of um, punters, you know, a lot of the Indian public questioning whether Rohit Sharma should be there, um, whether he should totally. be making way for these new players coming through. And in difficult conditions, he's been by far the most important player, 345 runs in the series, averaging 57. It, it's pretty significant that, so he was averaging that, Rishabh Pant was averaging 54, I think, Washington averaged 90. Um, aside from Joe Root, none of the England players averaged over 30 in the series. And so there's your difference, really, if you just want to look at it in terms of the runs scored, that India did have consistent contributors who managed to make runs even in difficult conditions, and England didn't. Yeah, especially Richard Pant. I mean, that century yesterday earned him the, the player of the match award. To, to consider that India were at one stage yesterday 146 for six and 26 hours later they've won by an innings in 25 runs. That's, it's quite remarkable. I mean, those consecutive partnerships between Rishabh and Sundar and Sundar uh, and Akshar who made 43. We neglected to mention that off the top. But uh, in the case of Washington, we, we talked a lot yesterday about Rishabh, but Washington to again influence a test match. He wouldn't have expected to be playing test cricket this year and now the balance he provides to that side where he ends up in the batting order I mean fantastic as I mentioned yesterday fantastic problem uh, for India to have and, and cruelly cut off he, he made an unbeaten 89 I think it was in the first test match and he ends up with 96 here India losing three wickets in five balls I think it was he didn't get to face another delivery uh, on 96 we've often reflected on India's flimsy tail uh, 8, 9, 10, 11 don't often contribute uh, many runs for them certainly before they bolstered their lower middle order in Australia and unfortunately his bowlers let him down but he handled it pretty well Jeff yeah, um, he he walked off without you know he didn't he didn't crack the big ones he didn't throw anything around didn't kick anything um, <laughs> unlike some others just sort of had a little smile and and walked off the field um, and gave the crowd the salute and and I think that um, that shows the kind of maturity and, and calm that he's got um, it wouldn't have made Mohammad Siraj feel any better and, and there is that uh, that that contrast I guess that you know that Ishan Sharma has been able to hang around for some long periods before and Siraj did get Ashwin to his century in Chennai but um, wasn't able to do it today but it, it also didn't matter in a lot of ways there's the arbitrariness of worrying about 100 but that innings had pretty much won India the test match by that point a lead of 160 even if England had been able to make them bat again it wouldn't have been chasing anything much um, and it was calculated the way that Akshar Patel and Washington Sundar went after England's bowlers England's spinners notably um, on the third morning mm. they didn't go after James Anderson, they didn't really go after Ben Stokes, but they went after Don Bess immediately and they went after Jack Leach and I thought it was the right move from Root to give Don Best the ball first thing in the morning and say I'm, I'm going to trust you to start the day afresh and, and hope for things to get better and they didn't, it got clobbered down the ground for six, went for a four, got dragged after two overs but Jack Leach didn't really go any better than Don Best after that he got smashed around just as much but there's not the same narrative around um, Leach being a, a fragile bowler whereas this this idea of Best has sprung up now so Leach stayed on and, and kept bowling even though they were taking plenty from his work as well yeah, I should say I was pleasantly surprised by the, the moderate coverage of Bess overnight. I thought it might be a bloodbath, but there was kind of a broader acceptance that it's a long-term project uh, with him. Uh, we do need to talk about England, Jeff. I might refer to my notes for some of this. So, Joe Root uh, walked out in the last four innings of the series in the fifth, eighth, first and seventh overs, respectively. Uh, they only made one... Uh, well, sorry, they, they after Joe Root's uh, double hundred in the first test match, only three half centuries, including Dan Lawrence today, it should be said, but Lawrence Stokes and Crawley uh, in the third test. There were no fifth 
50 partnerships for England after the first test, which just seems remarkable. Wow. Uh, not f- since the first innings of the first test to, to go an extra step further on that front. So um, really, I mean, you know, depending on, it doesn't really matter how you measure it. Um, they were just monstered. Uh, they had nobody apart from Root in that first test who were able to, com- to combat uh, the Indian spin on a consistent basis. Yeah, and it, you could see the contrast in terms of the way those spinners bowled in, in that England spinners kept giving away um, scoring opportunities frequently enough that the pressure never built. And then when England came out to bat, we mentioned how well Ashwin bowled before, but if you look at some of the specifics of it, there's a ball that he bowls to Zach Crawley that absolutely shreds, that turns about a metre and a half past the batsman, goes away for four buys. I think it was given as leg buys, even though it didn't touch anything. And then the very next ball, is an off-break that goes straight on with the new ball yeah. and takes the outside edge of the bat. So he's worrying about that turn, Zach Crawley, and then he's got the one that goes straight on to slip. Johnny Bairstow comes out and he gets the in-between one, the moderate spin that just turns a bit and takes sort of the inside half of the bat and he clips it away to leg slip and he's out first ball. Um, and so that was Ashwin and the way that he monstered the top order. Suddenly they're two down again. Suddenly Root's in early again. And Root just had to counter-attack. There wasn't really much point doing anything else at that point. 150 behind, I think that he figured all he could do was try to score quickly and see if they could somehow wipe off that deficit. He played the sweep shot a lot. He top-edged Akshar Patel quite a lot. Um, looked a bit dicey on a few occasions uh, and then, then settled down into his work for a little while and made it to 30. Yeah, I, I think Root did all that he could do, really. You could see what Stokes was trying to do as well, the lap sweep, trying to take the, the game back to India a little bit, but it was all in vain. Uh, Best, so his last nine test innings against India, six ducks, an average Ooh. of 5.8, which are just chastening numbers to say the least. One more stat I missed out on before. Now, England have made five of their lowest 10 scores against India in test cricket in this series alone, uh, which again is, um, is uh, well, it, it says it all, doesn't it? Sometimes the numbers tell the entire story. But you go through it, you know, after Crawley and Bairstow were out with consecutive delivery, Sibley, super unlucky, actually, completely middle of a sweep shot, deflecting mm. off the short leg, bobbling up you, when it rains, it pours, and, and all the rest of it. We already talked about I, Stokes. I don't necessarily... Uh, his, I, I don't buy into that necessarily, that you're unlucky to have it come up off the short leg, because it happens quite often in test cricket when you've got on a spinning track with catches around the bat, you're pretty likely to hit short leg. And we you see it relatively often in yeah. those conditions that a catch will pop up. So I don't think you can necessarily say if you're going to play a sweep shot with um, what Jim Maxwell calls the roadblock standing right there, that is a roadblock. You will hit that player and and you can be caught. So maybe that is something with shot selection and accuracy of shots (laughs) that you have to think about. You're a tough judge, Jeff, because he did absolutely in the middle of it. But anyway, you're right. There was a short leg there. Um, Pope tried to use his feet, reversed a couple of times, but was eventually outstumped to Rishab, who did well to collect after deflecting onto his stomach. We we saw earlier in Rishab's career as a gloveman, he wouldn't have taken that. But, you know, we, we, we said on the podcast a couple of days ago that when one discipline's going well, uh, the other often follows. And by the time they were 91 for six uh, at the tea break, there was no way that this was realistically going uh, into a fourth day. And it was downhill skiing from there which means that India, Jeff, finished top of the World Test Championship ladder, the inaugural World Test Championship ladder, which means they've earned the right to play New Zealand at Lords in June. 
Yeah, um, and that's going to be massive. Obviously, they'll need to pick a different kind of team, but they can because they've they've got the fast bowling to prosper there. They've got Jasper Boomer, who you would imagine would love the slope there. They've got Ishan Sharma, who would love it just as much. Will Mohamed Siraj be in that mix? Does Imesh Yadav come back into that mix? Does Bhuvneshwar Kumar get a gig if he's fit, yep. um, given how prolific oh, yeah. he can be with swinging the ball? And then they've got the possibility of Hardik Pandya coming in as a fourth seamer who could bat in the top six. Then they've got this wealth of spin all-rounders, you know, maybe Washington Sundar's days at, at, at seven or eight are over, but maybe he comes up into the top six somehow. Maybe, you know, maybe Rishabh's batting as high as yep. five. Exciting possibilities for what they could put together. Um, and New Zealand as well, who've got, you know, Kyle Jamison, who who was a monster at home in the test matches in, in home conditions there and might be able to um, conjure some of the same sort of work over in New Zealand. And then, you know, their sort of quick battery of Lockie Ferguson and Matt Henry and, and Trent Bolt and Tim Southey and, and all of the rest. Um, it could be a real classic. Yeah, it's a tantalising prospect. We saw how well India's team has bowled in 2018 in a losing effort, and their depth has only got uh, better since then. I, I mentioned the final being at Lords. It might be down at the Rose Bowl in Southampton. That, I think that's yet to be confirmed. But nevertheless, they, mm. they will be uh, in England to play in that final uh, in June. Uh, Jeff, before we finish off, we should do for the final time on the India-England Daily, our Hall of Fame. I'll throw to you first. All right. Well, I'd also like to do our player of the day for the final time, which is okay. Akshar Patel for me, uh, given the runs he made in that partnership, the support that he gave to Washington, um, and then the wickets that he picked up later in the day. But he also gets in the Hall of Fame for just how badly he screwed the pooch um, when it came to Washington's 100, because there was no rush. You know, Washington's on 96, but they've put on 100 together. They're batting beautifully. It's the last ball of an over, um, and Washington drives it straight to mid-off, and some Somehow Akshar Patel is thinking, I've got to turn over the strike and give him the strike so he can get his 100, as though it's the last 10 balls of a one-day international or something. He tries to take off from the non-strikers end. There's no run there. Washington says go back. He turns around to go back. He gets run out. But it's the last ball of the over, so that means that Ishant Sharma's on strike for the next over. Stokes has got an entire over at the number 10 and potentially the 11. Swings one in and nails Ishan on the ankle first ball. And then Mohamed Siraj, who played really well in Chennai to get Ashwin to his 100, just didn't get behind the line of the ball. He swished it a couple and then he swished it another one on his stumps and got clean bowled. And so poor old Washington had to watch from the other end. But it was all down to that run out from Akshar Patel, the player of the day, <laughs> who um, did not do so well in that particular instance. You'll like, Jeff, the fact that he's got a bowling average which is lower than George Lyman's at the moment as well, Akshar. He's 27 test wickets, or I think at 10.59. I wonder how long uh, he can keep up that all-time great status. Uh, my nominations for the Hall of Fame, one to Joe Root for walking out to the presentation wearing socks and sandals, which I thought was a really strong move uh, to finish the series. And he spoke beautifully, mm-hmm. too, it must be said. Joe Root, as Harsha Bogle observed on the, on the commentary, is a fantastic ambassador for not only England cricket, but for test cricket uh, across the board. The other Hall of Fame nomination, well, there'd have to be um, Vera Coley picking up the ball at point and then just nailing Joe Root in the balls by mistake. Um, just tried to throw it back to the keeper, missed completely and smashed the opposing <laughs> captain in the nuts. And as far as a, um, a symbolic gesture of how this series went for both teams and both leaders, that was probably fairly apt. Um, but yeah, Joe Root coming through the stump mic saying, oh, come on, Vera. Like that was, you know, it was pretty classic comedy. <laughs> 
All right, Jeff. Uh, time to bring this show to an end. It's been just wonderful uh, making this each day through the course of the India England series. We're sad it's over in three days, really, and that the previous test only went for two. That we couldn't do it more often. But um, the good news is this YouTube channel is only in its infancy, and of course the podcast is going to be there um, twice a week. Our weekly show, our our history lesson called Story Time on the weekend. So if you've found the final word uh, via the YouTube channel via this series, there's a lot more to come throughout the course of 2021. Uh, week to week and we'll be doing more of these daily shows later in the year as well yep that's right if you like what we're doing patreon.com slash the final word is the way to support it or otherwise just watch and listen and share it around and I'm sure we'll be back with something else whatever it is uh, pretty soon this has been the final word India England Bailey Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon signing off India quite outstanding I had to go about it write it out and find it myself and there's some stories